Hello, everyone, and welcome to our latest episode of Collabrio Shorts. We are very excited today to be talking about the context center concept of occupancy. Occupancy is one of those things that it's kind of easy to understand, but difficult to master uh, in a lot of ways. And so what we've done is we've brought in a resident expert here from the Calabrio stables, so to speak. Uh, got my good friend and colleague, Joe Pursuti here. Uh, and uh, Joe comes to us with quite a bit of context center experience, but how, uh, why don't you uh, not hear that from me, let Joe tell you. So Joe, tell us a little bit about back your background, where you came from, what you do, and how you got here. All right, thanks, Dave. Uh, so I started in call centers about 20 years ago. I uh, worked in workforce management, started from real-time analyst, worked my way up to lead the workforce management team that eventually uh, was vice president of the call center. So about over about a 15 year period, I was in workforce management all, every day, all day. Um, came here to collaborate about two and a half years ago. I'm a WFM consultant, so I lead uh, configuration and training workshops with the customers when we uh, when they purchase the WFM uh, software. So. A lot of experience, a lot of uh, nerdiness when it comes to WFM. <laughs> yeah, and let me ask you this. When you were growing up, did you want to be a WFM analyst? Is that is I, that the career path you were shooting for? It wasn't. I had no idea what WFM was when I was growing up. But once I learned it, it was like, it, it just gets in your brain and you love it so much. And it's like, it's wonderful. Absolutely truth. I <laughs> cannot argue with that. All right, so let's uh, let's get started here. The concept of occupancy. Let's let's kind of start at the basics uh, with the definition. So, from your in your mind, what is the definition of occupancy? Uh, basically, the it's a percentage of time that the agents are busy. So, if they're taking phone calls, it would be they're on call with the customer or they're in after call work. Um, it you know in emails, it would be just working on emails or working on chats. But it's the time that they're busy versus the time that they're. I guess you could say idle when they're not when they're waiting for calls or they're waiting for work to come to them. So why does anyone care? Right? Why does anyone care what occupancy tells us? Right? What's what's the reason why someone would measure and look at occupancy? There's a couple of reasons I think. I think the the main reason um, when you think about it, if your occupancy is too high, then your agents can get burnt out. And when those agents are burnt out because they're taking call after call after call, or they're working email after email after email then they t they tend to spend more time in after call work um they could get frustrated to the point where they even you know, have you have attrition because of that so you want to you want to look at how that's impacting your your call center agents or your contact center agents but also if it's too low then you're wasting money in your company so you have people sitting idle waiting for work are you overstaffed are you you know are you not allocating staff appropriately those things need to be looked at whenever you have lower occupancies there's a lot that can go into it so I, I, one of the catchphrases I kind of always go with is the two worst things to happen in a contact center is customers waiting on agents and agents waiting on customers, right? right? Sure. And basically occupancy is the measure of trying to balance those two things, right? Right. And like you said, it's not easy to master. Like it's, it's a very easy calculation to understand, but when you are in the real world trying to balance the workload, balance your, you know, your agents, it, it's, it's, it's difficult. So let's talk a little bit about the calculation and without getting too deep into like which database fields we would use to calculate it, like how in general would you calculate an occupancy? Like if someone was coming at this from a very new perspective, mm -hmm. what kind of information would they need to calculate their occupancy? So I think the, the, the most basic would be maybe a phone call. We'll use a phone call as, as an example. So they're on the phone and after call works, so you choose, you look at that handling time 
and divide it by the, the idle time or the waiting time. Now we're not going to include any shrinkage. So if they have a team meeting or they have a training that day, that comes out of the denominator. Um, ox codes like lunch and break, again, you take those things out. So you're looking at time that they could be working, but they're idle waiting for work. And, and, and I want to make sure we're clear, uh, when you say handling time, we're not talking about their average handling time. We're talking about the total duration Correct. of time that they spent. So looking at their entire day, how much time did they work on a call and how much time did they spend waiting for a new call, for Correct. example? Now, do you factor ACW into that? Yes. Yes, we do. do. Okay. So we're going to take talk plus hold plus wrap divide it by total sign-on time. There you go, correct. Okay, yeah, so in, in general, that's a very basic way of calculating. Now, uh, I understand that there are some pitfalls of using occupancy as a measure. Like, what, what off the top of your head, what would you say maybe some of those pitfalls are? I think that the main one is, um, again, accuracy in your forecasting and your SLA achievement. So if you, if you're not managing to a proper occupancy number, if you don't calculate it, or if you are not doing it properly, you're going to find yourself, like I said, over or understaffed based on, you know, your forecasting and your staffing need, because we're assuming that the occupancy is going to be this for this, this, this portion of time. And we're not getting that occupancy. Maybe they're off the phone more than they should be, you know, and we're just not able to, you know, calls are waiting. They're not meeting their SLAs. That's the biggest one. And I think I've, you know, what I've already talked about is just, burnout with the agents um you have to be really you know you gotta be careful you know you're, you get to that 95 100 percent occupancy that's probably not a good place to be um it's just a lot of you know a lot of work and they're just not getting any breaths in between yeah it's 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 like a marathon where you're expecting the person to sprint the entire marathon mm -hmm. they 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 have to they have to ebb and flow their pace back and forth throughout the day and we can we can expect agents to be 100% occupied for maybe a day or two but right. but the you know i i flash back to my very first real customer service job where for about six to eight months straight, there were 30 calls in queue the minute I walked into the door and there were 30 calls in queue when I walked out of the door all day long, every day. And just how all of the agents just walked out with like zombies, looking like zombies, glassy eyed, just that's what it's like. And, and in today's day and age, it's too easy to go find a new job. Uh, and yeah. so that's where these corporations have to be careful with measuring their occupancy. So you do recommend looking at occupancy as a KPI for the health of the contact center? Yeah, I think on a monthly basis, that should be looked at. And when I talk to customers and we get into talking about occupancy, when we're configuring WFM, we talk about, um, I ask, well, where do you think you are? And a lot of them are just not really sure. They're not sure how to calculate it. They, have, they just haven't used it before. So, you know, what's nice about collaborators, you can put in a, you know, a min and max and kind of like have the system forecast in like a, you know, between 40% and 70% or between 30% and 85%, you know, you could put that in there. <clears throat> and then once you start forecasting and you start using the tool that you could pull reports and see what your occupancy is, you can see in your forecast how the system is forecasting occupancy throughout the day or for the day. Um, and I think that's all great, but I think really you want to look at occupancy at a monthly level because you, that that's where you get the most bang for your buck. How, how overall total monthly, how is my occupancy looking? Yeah, and, and one of the key things that we, I, one of the biggest mistakes I've seen 
is holding agents accountable for their occupancy, that's mm -hmm. a really bad idea, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, yeah. I think you can, you, you can hold them accountable for their efficiency, but not for their occupancy. I think, you know, when you're not ready time, things like that, you know, that's definitely want to coach to that kind of thing, but it's, it's tough to, to look at daily occupancy and coach to it. Okay. So as, as hesitant as I am to wade into the murky waters of best practices and industry standards, um, I, I feel like it's worth at least a good discussion of what, you know, if a, if a company is looking at setting kind of a, uh, what they should be looking at, do you have some recommendations for kind of target goals for what occupancy should or should not be? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, with calls, <clears throat> you're, you're looking between 80 and 90% occupancy. You don't want them taking call after call, but you also want to make sure they're working. Um, with email, you're going to be a little bit higher because they can handle those as they come in. It's a little bit better than talking to a customer. You're able to just use your computer. So 95 to 100% occupancy is standard for email. And for chat, when you have concurring chats happening, you're going to probably see more than 100% occupancy with chat um, agents. But that's just, again, because they have, they can handle more than one at a time and those come in, you know, rapid fire back and forth. Right. And so, whereas we want to be very clear, uh, Calabrio is not saying, oh, you, you should set your occupancy to 80%. It's a good starting point because right. the, the correlation between occupancy and some of the other metrics is very strong, right? If, if the, the, the higher your occupancy target, the fewer agents you do need, but you also run the risk of running that engine too hot for too long and then you start to really and then you lose staff and everybody else's occupancy goes up a little bit more right. and you kind of create this situation that's really hard to get back in front of and so but we also if you set it to 70 percent I, I i know lots of agents that would love to work in us in a contact center where occupancy target is 70 percent because that means you're you're generally sitting probably three four minutes between calls and you you do have that chance to breathe and we do want those to happen sometimes during the day yep but balancing those two things out can can actually be a little bit right and so that's where we want to be careful of when it comes to occupancy so yep this we, we've kind of covered the basics right and um i i will say that uh, you know one of the things that but uh one of the more advanced techniques is how to kind of manage occupancy almost in real time Mm -hmm. how, how would you say that a contact center can affect that in the middle of the day? It's it's great to plan and it's great to have enough people, but in the middle of the day when everything's on fire, how can we maybe, what are some techniques we could maybe use? Well, you know, best case, a, a contact center is going to have a real-time team who's watching real-time displays, seeing where agents are, seeing how the calls are coming in um, for all the channels. And I think the real-time team has a real, uh, they have the best opportunity to see what's happening and be able to address hey, I see on this team, our calls are low today. I see on this team, our calls are high today. Can I reallocate? Do I have resources that could do both? Can I move people who are idle over here to help take these calls? Um, maybe the email volume is really high and the call volume is really low. They can move people from calls to emails. I think it's just having a real-time team that's making those decisions in real time, being able to move people around. Um, I think the best, best opportunity that a center would have to increase their occupancy if they're having issues there is to multi-skill their agents. If they have mm -hmm. people who can take multiple different types of phone calls or multiple channels at you know, one time and moving them in and out when needed, I think that's the 
that's the best way that a real-time management team is able to try to manage that occupancy in real time, day over day. But like I said, we want to look at it at a monthly level. We could plan for it, but like you said, you know, we want, if we have opportunities, we have to take those. And if we have a real-time team that's looking at those things in real time, um, that's the, again, best case scenario. Okay. So as kind of a summary and a wrap up here, what are your kind of three best practices? Like what are the things that you would recommend like that people kind of make sure they focus on when kind of starting their journey with occupancy? I think that number one would be make it a KPI metric. Um, you know, you don't have to put it on, you know, your, your agents reviews every, every year, but that's something that that's a KPI to be monitored monthly. How, you know, is it going up? Is it going down? Is it staying the same? Um, look at it regularly, make sure that it makes sense to you. You know, if you have those days where, hey, there's an outage this day and that's why it's so low, you know, you, you have to look at those things and make sure that you're checking it and making sure that that the, the data is accurate and that you're able to track it. And then third, I think it would be just um, have the real-time team checking intraday occupancy to ensure that the staff is being utilized evenly, as evenly as possible. You don't want to have one agent sitting idle for, for four hours, another one taking calls back to back for four hours, you're going to have some animosity there. So we do want to look at it in real time, but we don't want to hold ourselves accountable for it in real time. Look at the average, not necessarily the micro the micro measures during the day. Yeah, because I think you're going to have those days where you are, you know, maybe it's a Monday and you're super busy and you're going to have occupancy at 85 or 90 percent. Then you have that Thursday or Friday where you're a little bit slower and maybe it's down a little bit lower, 80 or 75. So if you're, if you're looking at it too granular, you're going to go crazy because you're like, oh, well, why was it so high this day and so low this day? I think when you look at it over a monthly level, you have more of an opportunity to see where it is and go from there. Well, that's fantastic. And I think we have checked all the boxes here on what occupancy is. And I feel like this is a great primer for a lot of people. And, and I really do feel like uh, your expertise and knowledge here came in very, very handy. So we really do appreciate it. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up this episode of Calabrio Shorts? No, thank you very much for having me. This was fun. Absolutely. So for those of you listening, uh, if you need more information or more detail, make sure to visit Calabrio.com. Send us a message. Ask us a question. We love to talk about this stuff. Joe even told me he'd be willing to come over to your house and have dinner with you to talk occupancy during the evening. So please, by all means, uh, let us know if there's more information we can provide here. And if you have a great idea for a next episode, let us know as well. We'd be happy to try and cover it. So from me, Dave, uh, I appreciate the time. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Everybody else, uh, thank you for spending some time with us today. And we'll see you on the next episode of Calabrio Shorts. Thanks, everybody.